McEwen in the left wing. McEwen wheels in front and was checked. The puck sat there for a moment. Now York is shot. Score! Cam York's first in the natural. And it's 2-1 Philadelphia. This is episode 77 of the Liberty L. Danny Doomer here with Chris Stompo. As always, how are you, Danny? Fucking awful, bro. Yeah. No other way to sugarcoat it. I'm not doing too good. I, I honestly, I mean, before we hit record, I genuinely don't even know what to say right now. I really don't. I mean, we all knew it was going to come. But. Know, but to actually see it, like, to actually see big time reporters like LeBron Friedman tweeting out, like, long time Philadelphia Flyers captain Claude Giroux deal has been finalized. Like, just to see the official yeah. terminology of it, even though it was inevitable, it's just, it still fucking stings, dude. I think Mikey said it best. Mikey, I think it is it what Mikey D or something on on Twitter. He was like, it's it's extremely weird to be sitting on Twitter and seeing these like national media guys talk about Claude Giroux. Maybe it was Charlie O'Connor. I kind of forget who it was, but they were like, it's it's really weird to to sit here and listen to these national media guys talk about Claude Giroux as if he's like just 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 some other kind of player. You know what I mean? For for Giroux to be involved. In these kind of talks, I mean, we're usually used to it being like a Yori Leterre or like a Braden Cobra, but not Claude Giroux. So for yeah, me, or it's even just... like a Nick Foligno. And some years you get a Taylor Hall, but it's rare you get Claude Giroux at the deadline, man. No, it's 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 rare and it's weird, especially for, for guys like me and you. I mean, Claude Giroux has been our entire uh, entire childhood, so it's uh. It's it's really it's a really weird feeling. I mean, obviously we played that game against who we just play Ottawa, and that was like the first taste of what we would have had yeah. without him. And they played like shit. Like I don't know if it was because like they spent all their energy from the night before, and, and I mean they they win that game. Fairby had a goal, York had a goal, but I mean they looked like dog shit against Ottawa. And Ottawa was just that kind of team. I was talking to my friend at work today about it. Ottawa was just a young team. That like they have nothing to lose, so they're they're gonna go out there night in and night out, and they're gonna play hard. They're a, a fast young team that, like I said, has nothing to lose at this point in the season. So they're gonna go out there and they're gonna play hard. And I mean, Stutzel was Stutzel looked oh. like he was playing against fucking junior players, dude. Uh, he he, oh, he was a shot. He's so good. He was allowed to do whatever he wanted that entire game, and it, it, it's sickening. And that's the taste of you no know, a clawdrulous Philadelphia Flyers. And like you said, it sucks. It's weird. Not only does it suck, it's an extremely weird feeling. Like, but like, like we said, we knew it was going to happen. But uh, man, it fucking—it's so odd seeing it actually come to fruition. It really is, dude. Like, this is. Yeah, I know. Now it's just—it's about adjusting to it, which is going to be hard. And no matter what, like, even we—we we could have known that this was going to happen two years ago. It still would have been a shock to the system and an adjustment. But before I get into my negative thoughts, because I have plenty <laughs> about the trade and the state of the franchise that I am at an all-time level of disgusted with. I can't even... And it's not even just because of this Drew trade. We knew it needed... It's, it's the events leading up to it, of course. But mm -hmm. I want to thank anyone who showed up to that building the other night and brought that energy for Giroux's last game. I thought that that whole last game was such, I don't know, I don't know if poetic's the word, but 
it, it was just it was awesome to see the building light up, sell out Zach McEwen's fight, and to win it the way they did. Have Farabee win it after the quote comes out about him being the guy to break Jeru's record for him to be the send off game winner. I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was fitting. Jim Jackson's call of the whole thing. I, yeah. It's just it felt it felt right. Although like it doesn't, although it hurts and it stings, but it, it felt it felt like it was done right. Yeah, and, and at this point. I'm wondering if they're uh, if they've retained anything. I mean, obviously the trade call isn't finalized yet, so I'm probably I'm sure it'll be finalized while we're in the middle of talking here. But like you said, Jim Jackson's call as he was heading up the tunnel was was sad as hell. Perfect call by JJ. Um, yeah, and like you said, the fans brought it. Everyone brought it. I mean, like the, the the team picture before the game, the ceremony, Gavin with the stick in his hand. I mean, it was all just an extremely well put together night. And as it should be, like uh, this guy's arguably top three best flyers of all time. I mean, we could sit in, sit on here and talk about that all day, but the way they did it was awesome. Seriously, like, uh, like you said, everybody who showed up, shout out to you guys. Philly fans are the fucking best fans in sports, and it's not even close. Um, we show up when we need to show up, and we let people know when they suck. I mean, it's just it's, it's point blank. That's just who we are. Uh, that's who we'll, who we will always be, and like it, it sucks sitting here. That Claude Giroux is now a fucking Florida Panther, and I'm still awaiting this confirmation. Like, what the fuck's going on? How do you break this kind of news and then just stay silent for the next hour? Exactly. Like, what the fuck does finalized mean? If I can't get the details, like almost until, right away. Like, yeah, until the, like, what am I gonna get the details Monday at three? <laughs> I hope not, dude. I mean. <laughs> Right now, Frank Savarelli just tweeted out, awaiting confirmation, trade call not completed, but sounds like a basis of a package Flyers are getting is a 2024 first-round pick, a 2023 third-round pick, and Owen Tippett for Claude Giroux. Which, if that stands, if that's the actual return they got, then we need, fuck Chuck Fletcher. He needs to be fired. Like, he fumbled the bag completely. He's 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 such in a bad spot though because like if Giroux doesn't want to go anywhere else then it's it's kind of like he lost his leverage. I I do wish we could have gotten another prospect from from Florida, but but what I don't understand is you got Emily Kaplan, I think her name is, tweeting out uh what does she say? Sounds like uh Florida Panthers are acquiring Claude Giroux. I'm told Panthers package was aggressive, but not as aggressive as Boston or Colorado's. So I honestly, I, I wonder, because Drew had, he was open to going to Colorado, or I don't know if it was Boston. I don't know if he was open to going there, but we all know he was open to go to Colorado. So I would have loved to have known what the the more aggressive package from Colorado would have been. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why is Florida the team that gets the benefit of the doubt and, 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 gets, the, and gets Drew for less than what two other teams were offering? That doesn't, doesn't I just make heard sense. it was Drew's, Drew's choice. He just wanted to go to Florida. I heard he would have been okay with Colorado, but his his strong preference was was Florida. Was Florida, yeah, because like you said, Colorado's package was better, and mm-hmm. the Flyers would have taken that if that's what if, uh, if Drew would have okayed it. Yeah. I assume. I mean, we could sit here and go through the questions while we wait for the final confirmation of it. I mean, it just. Barkov finally gets a – I mean, not finally, but Barkov, he's he's going to be on his line. So, I mean, that's going to be disgusting. Florida's definitely my uh, my playoff team. I don't know who my West playoff team is yet, but Florida's definitely my East. So, uh, I'm 
I'm excited to watch playoff hockey with Drew in it, even though he's going to be on a different fucking team. I cannot believe I'm even saying that, but it's disgusting. Like you said, it, we can sit here and we can blame the, the lead-up, what this organization did, the, the, the failure of surrounding this guy with the team. Uh, for all these years is is disgusting yeah incompetence on top like the the prospect development throughout the years the inability to go out and get good fucking players instead of signing scrubs i mean (laughs) it'd be one thing if it was like a two to three even a four-year lull in jeru's legacy but it's the fact that it was his entire captaincy Mm -hmm. that they never once until last year said fuck it let's go for it we have a guy who's capable of putting up 100 points uh, statistically the second best flyer of all time despite what you want to say it's insane and that's all i've been thinking about the last couple days i mean hampus limholm just went to boston for john moore uh vankinen a 2020 uh, 2022 first round pick a 2023 second round pick and then a 2024 second uh 2024 second round pick so two second round picks a first round pick and two players so i mean like you said obviously chuck fletcher's options were limited so it's not like he could have traded drew to anybody but my first my initial reaction to the return is bleh like it's bleh yeah because at the end of the day like while the leverage was strapped it it i like i thought we wanted to win now you know what I mean? We're yeah. getting a we're getting a 2024 first round pick, and like I get it. Like I said, no leverage, but I mean, I, I wanted another prospect, maybe a second prospect, maybe like a, a young roster player. I, ah, I'm so disgusted with this fucking team. I know, and like uh, Owen Tippett isn't he's not like a pro, like a proven NHL guy. Like he has a really nice shot and. Chuck has talked about we need to add guys that have skill that can shoot the puck, and Tippett can definitely do that. I mean, the kid can can shoot the puck pretty they well. They better play his ass. I better see him the oh. rest of the way. Oh, 100%. If he gets thrown into this yo-yo shit off the start, I, dude, I'm going to lose my mind. I, I mean, they just cleared a lot of space, didn't they? They they put uh, they put Mayhew on, the, on waivers. Who else they put on waivers? They sent Forrester back down to his his junior team, so they're definitely making room on the roster. I mean, uh, Bunneman is also involved in the trade, so we don't have to hear Connor Bunneman's name ever again out of JJ's mouth unless he's announcing a Florida Panthers game. And even then, I don't think Bunneman will be playing. Uh, so that's one probably the <laughs> probably the one positive coming out of this is we don't have to hear Connor Bunneman's name ever again or see him in a Flyers jersey ever again. As a, as 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 mean that as mean as that is to say, but I, I generally don't care. Connor Bunneman's not not a good player. Oh, I'm so happy he was included. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know Tippett played played pretty well in the playoffs last year for Florida. In six games, he had one goal, three assists, four points. I remember him scoring that really nice goal in I think round one against Tampa. I think it was. So. Yeah, like you said, if this final, this quote unquote finalized trade finally does get finalized, um, and Owen Tippett's like the main player coming back, like you said, it he needs to be playing on either the first or second line. <laughs> When's the next time we play? Tuesday, uh, Monday or Tuesday? No, we play tomorrow, man. Tomorrow. 
Oh yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow at two, right? Yeah, tomorrow at two. Yeah, he better be playing tomorrow, dude. Honestly, like if if this trade gets finalized today, well tonight, obviously, come over here. I mean, you're not that you're not that far from us. Florida's not that far from Philly. Get here, get a good night's rest. Um, morning skate, if they even have one, will probably be a little bit earlier because it's a two o'clock game. But I want to see him in the lineup. If not, definitely in Detroit on Tuesday. So. It better not be no AHL shit. Like, he, this kid is how old? This kid is 22, I want to say. 23. So 23, yeah. 23 years old and 94 career NHL games. He has 14 goals, 19 assists, 33 points. So, yeah. Like, I'm just going to go back to what I said about the trade initially. It's just bled to me. Like I, I understand that Florida has traded away their both their first round picks this year and next year um but like i said it's it, it just blah 2024 first round pick isn't i mean obviously a first round pick is good in any year but that draft next year is going to be absolutely insane and i know we couldn't have gotten a first round pick in that draft because they already they traded the 23 to 2023 uh first round pick for uh Sherat, right yeah yeah so I knew we weren't gonna get that. And then who they, who what trade was it when they trade their twenty twenty second away? Like what trade did they? I don't remember them doing oh, that. Knows. That could have yeah. been like last year, for yeah. all I know. But initially, like I said, is blah. I don't know what your what's your initial reaction. Yeah, no, it's absolutely blah. I definitely wanted to get one of those other prospects from the Florida organization whose names I cannot pronounce and won't even attempt to pronounce. You know who I'm talking about. Like, there's two Russian yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like any trade in which you trade Claude Giroux is bleh. But I feel like my main uh Yeah, pick... Dennis Seiko. I'm sorry to cut you off. Dennis Seiko and Sam Moscovich or something like that. Yeah. Those, those two guys. guys. Yeah. But obviously, Florida wanted, had, want, wanted no parts of trading them away. If they're trading away, like, a 2020. Like, they're, they're going deep into their first-round pick bag. I mean, they don't have first-round picks for the next three years if this trade goes through. Think about that. I mean that's pretty that's insane to me, but that that shows me also that they they had no interest in training these two kids away. They're like take tip it, take a fucking first round pick two years from now, and then what a a third round pick this year. Yeah, it's clear they're they're going all in on their window. I mean, all it's, it's in. so clear now. All in, yeah, completely all in. And... But hey, I don't blame them, but because we were talking about it through text, if you want to compete. With teams like Tampa, Boston, Carolina, if you wanted a realistic shot at cracking that, I mean, you you needed to make a move like this. So I mean, I I commend them for going for it. I, I do. Uh, I don't I don't know if they'll get it done. I still don't have them as the East favorite, but no, I will I be don't. rooting for them. Definitely, definitely have adopted Florida as my uh my East playoff team. But but my my pit of sadness comes from I always just I go all right. Now, let's take a look at the situation we're in now. Our GM is on record saying that he thinks we... He just did an ESPN interview about five days ago and said that he still believes we have all the pieces to be a competitive team next season. And I know like we free, we're freeing up this cap, so there's still a lot of off-season and there's still some trade deadline left to go. But my main concern is, after losing Claude Giroux... I don't see I'm just not seeing the scenario where we make these wholesale changes to 
Like we were just we were just saying Florida getting Giroux probably isn't enough. Yeah. How the fuck are we gonna compete next year? That's where my set and I'm just I'm scared we're gonna put ourselves into our, this pit of middling again, like we've done in the past, where because of guys like Hayes, Couturier, and Atkinson, Farabee, we're able to just get close enough to be in the mix, but yeah. far enough away from a top five pick. I don't know. See, That's just where. I I think the main reason of why we middled for as long as we did was because of Claude Drew. And now that he's not on the team, I think it'll be a lot easier to kind of like if 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 Chuck really wants to do this a quote unquote aggressive rebuild and he does it this off season and then we come into next year and this same kind of season happens, if not worse, or maybe a tad bit better, but still kind of a failure. I I think it would be easier. I mean, I hope it would be easier for them to look at each other and be like, okay. We have to stop middling. We do not have a Claude Giroux. We don't not we we don't have a prime Jake Voracek. You know what I mean? Like they they middled with Jake Jake G and Simmons for six years, dude. Six seven years. That, I agree, but my fear is in an effort to keep his job secure. I feel like, and with all the cap that we're clearing, I feel like Chuck is just gonna throw money at the wall and hope it works. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, we're going to be in such a bad fucking spot because it's not like our prospect development is, is coming to save the day. Yeah. I mean, if throwing money at wall is is going out and getting Johnny Hockey this offseason, because number one, that would make up for the sadness that all Flyers fans feel yeah, right that's now. That's a start. JVR yeah. going, Johnny Hockey in, and I'm I'm definitely listening. Was just going to get into the JVR. He's got to fucking oh, go. Yeah. I oh, know we yeah. were just talking about it, but he has got Got to fucking go. What did you Priority say to me on text one. like 10 minutes ago? No, because I'll tell you what inspired that text, ready? I was about, <laughs> I was about to go to capfriendly.com, and then it hit me that I was going to click on the Flyers team name, go through the Flyers cap friendly, not see Claude Giroux, but see James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. I mean, I got and it like, up right now, and he's still up there because of, it's not finalized. But Yeah, 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 yeah. but like it's going to happen. Yeah. Like whether it's tomorrow or the next day, and I'm just going to be sick to my fucking stomach looking at it that's now priority number one i mean like you you put a dagger into my heart by trading away claude jerusa now you got to get rid of one of the guys who is the reason that we're in this fucking spot yeah and i i don't i don't i'm that's i'm not even sugarcoating it he's one of the reasons why we're in this fucking spot no not even i don't even think that's i don't even think that's you having an agenda or you just waking up and hating on jvr like as much as i hate to to say this and we've said it countless times on this podcast when somebody makes seven million dollars in a salary cap league now if this was baseball and there was a fucking luxury tax that a billionaire had to pay i wouldn't give a fuck I, I really wouldn't care. Like I, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't dislike JVR as much as I do. But the fact that we're not baseball, we are in a salary cap kind of league, and he makes seven million dollars and he disappears time and time again. And like you said, it, it's not sugarcoating it. It's it, it's not being an ass by saying he is not all of it, not a hundred percent, maybe not eighty percent, maybe not even seventy five percent, but he is at least like fifty percent to blame for the reason that we're here. This guy sucks. And others. It ain't just him. No, I no, it's not. That's why I said 50. Yeah. The, it's not. It's a select group of guys. And now, apparently, there's more smoke to these Provrov rumors. I'm seeing tweets from people, which, by the way, all I'm going to... I'm not going to come at anybody for, like, jumping the gun or trying to get ahead or anyone who has sources. But all I'm going to say is this, is just watch how you word things. Because when you're wrong, people remember. And obviously, <laughs> yeah. you don't need me to tell you that. But I'm seeing tweets from, <laughs> from people that are like, 
Provrov's as good as gone. I mean, like, Mart, write it off. He's as good as gone. Trade deadline or this summer. And I'm just sitting here like, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because, like, that's such a bold fucking thing to say. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't hope they're right. Because, I, I mean, as much as I've shit on Provrov's this sake, year. For their credibility's yeah. sake, I should say. Yeah, for I, their credibility's sake, for sure. But in, in terms of actually trading Ivan Provorov away, unless we're getting a King's Ransom back for him i i'm not doing it um as as, as bad as he's been this year i mean me and you've talked off the record it, the puck is a, a the puck is a grenade on his stick this year and chris he can't handle a toothbrush bro <laughs> he no he generally can't i mean he's been brutal this year and, and it's travis sanheim in the last since yo has become coach he's been the best He's been the best fly, uh, Flyers defenseman, and it hasn't even been close. I mean, he's been so much more activated in the offensive zone. He seemed like he's playing a lot more fluidly. And, I mean, what, the one time in the defensive zone, he made the spin move, cut real quick, and then sent an outlet pass. I was like, okay, Jesus Christ. Like, wh- where's this Sanheim that I've, that I've se- <laughs> haven't I've seen in the last five years? Like, wh- wh- what the fuck was that? And I, I, I really do like the, the sanheim wrist lineup pair. I think the more and more they play together, the more and more – They'll become a cohesive pair. Um, obviously, I don't think they should be the first pair. But, I mean, the Provorov-Ellis thing, uh, we have to see what happens with that next year. And then, I mean, Cam York's going to be on this team too. So, I like, honestly, it looks like the Flyers only have to make, like, one move, one or two moves on defense. Maybe go out there and maybe go out there and get a big-time player uh, on defense. But I don't see them doing that. So, I think the defense is next year is going to be Provorov-Ellis, Sandheim, Risto, and then you work with a veteran guy like a Braun, but Braun's not going to be here anymore uh, past the 21st. So, yeah. That's where Listen, we're at now. So You're playing the fucking kids now. Just to, not to uh, cut you off, full recap of the, the trade. It's finalized now, it looks like. Uh, Pierre Lebron just tweeted out, to Florida, Claude Giroux, 50% retained. We knew that was coming. Fifth round pick in 2024, Connor Bonneman and German Rubustov. German Rubustov is gone. To Philadelphia, 2024 first round pick, a 2023 third round pick, and Owen Tippett. So we get a 2024, 2024 first, 2023 third, and Owen Tippett for Claude Giroux, Connor Bonneman, Rubustov, and a fifth round pick. Dude, it's weak. But it's weak. It's, it's weak. fucking weak, man. Jesus. Especially, especially when... I also heard the 2024th first round pick is conditional, which can somehow, I don't know the, the condition on it, but it can slide to 2025. So, I mean, like, I, who gives a fuck? I mean, like, that. <laughs> you, you might as well spit in my, my goddamn face. You're, you're barely playing prospects who were drafted in 2017 when I was a fucking kid. You, you're barely playing prospects from that draft. You, you expect me to be excited about 2025 first? No, that's I a mean, good point. We were literal children when when we drafted uh, Nolan Patrick and Morgan Frost. And Nolan Patrick is currently in Vegas. I don't know what he's doing right now. I don't know if he's still hurt yeah. from that McKinnon shot. And Morgan um, Frost is finally being fucking played. And, barely. Like, Cam York finally being fucking played. He scored the other night, and that was good to see as well. Yeah, that was awesome. My, my boy at work today was like, man, dude, I could have potted that. I was like, I don't give a fuck, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know about that, dude. That was like... That was a- <laughs> Nice little release. I mean, to get Dude, he's quick... good. He's really I mean, good. I feel like on on the surface, like a shot like that looks easy, but I feel like I see Flyers miss that kind of shot constantly. Nightly, constantly. constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's they don't elevate that or they miss the net. I mean, that was a nice like 
That's nice. That's not, I, I don't <laughs> fucking hear that. I see people commenting underneath the trade, uh, Pierre LeBron's finalized trade tweet, and this guy goes, how does Fletcher fumble the bag that bad? And a guy replies, not a bad trade. He had one team to work with. But then I go with, with you just said, that 2024 first-round pick, because it's, it's probably going to be protected, so it could slide to 2025. So... Uh, who gives a fuck? Like you said, and, and I'm gonna watch them in 2033. <laughs> yeah, I will have like a fucking... literal child by the time I watch the kid we draft with this pick. You're gonna play the fucking kids the rest of the way. Owen Tippett included. Morgan Frost. Fair. I mean, fair. They already played fair. I mean, Farabee has the biggest leash of them all. Like, I love that kid, but like, holy shit, it's insane biggest how leash. like yeah. he can go 15 games without doing shit, nothing at all, not even a then... word. But then another like yeah like York has like two bad games and just like that he's in he's in Vladimir Putin's gulag so I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of fucking problems with this team I well, really do uh, Derek Broussard better be gone uh, JVR better be gone by the summer I'm gonna be throwing fucking fits I'm gonna be on this podcast actually screaming like nobody's seen me on I mean maybe once or twice on a pod but I'm real go- moves real moves dude yeah like if you're gonna trade away Giroux. Give me a name. Give me a new name to be looking at. I just had to see LeBron tweet about Giroux getting traded. I want to see us rip Goudreau from the Flames in I free mean, agency. Yeah. I mean, I like Calgary because like, they kind of remind me of the West Flyers, but I really want to see them fail this summer. Oh, absolutely. I want to see them get swept first round by like, Winnipeg or something. Him, him and Kachuk getting each other's face in the locker room and shit. <laughs> yeah. I want all that shit. I want stories about Goudreau telling Kachuk to go fuck himself and he'll see him in Philly next year, dude. Like, Yeah, I mean, could you imagine a line of Goudreau, Hayes, and then Atkinson? I mean, those three are like best friends, and that would be a really, really cool like thing to said, see. Like we said, that's a start. Yeah, because definitely they're, a start. they're selling us on this aggressive retool shit, so it has to be, it has to be a good draw. And I want to so- say something like that. And I'm going to say something about Morgan Frost right now. I mean, it probably isn't a, a big thing, but I, I, I generally don't think he's a center. I think he's a winger, and I think they need to realize that sooner or later, and. Let him play. Sound. Uh, no, I, they do. They do realize that. Did you see the quote? Nah, honestly, I've been busy as fuck at work. I haven't seen any kind of quotes. Um, Mike, Mike Yo, I believe it was either today or last night. He he said he had that, his best shift at left wing or something like yeah, that. But it, we don't have enough centers. That one. Yeah, yeah. So okay. He, so get this. Beginning of the season, they're selling you on the reason why Frost is in the AHL is because they don't want to yo-yo him. They don't want to hinder his development. And everything that they're doing since fucks up his development. Yeah. 100%. But go out and get it like a, a nice little center then. I mean, I'm not talking Kadri because Kadri's going to want a lot of money. But go out and get a nice little center. You're going to have Couturier. You're going to have Hayes. Get a nice little 3C and let Morgan Frost play in the top six on the wing. Because but like, it, 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 does this not baffle you? Like, he literally admitted, like, he's a winger, but we need centers. So we're going to put a, We don't need anything right now. We just traded away Claude Giroux. We need to lose games is what we need to do. No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's definitely a thing that you'd be saying if you were on a, in a playoff run. Like, dude, you're, in the, you're, you're the third worst team in the league right now, boss. We need what's best for Morgan Frost. Yeah. That's what we need. We need him to show signs of improvement. We need him to get better because all throughout this year, it's just been a constant up and down. And, oh, he needs to get his confidence. Oh, he's got his confidence. Oh, he lost his co- defense. No, it's offense this time. Yeah, I mean, just go let him play. Especially let him, let him go play on the wing. Cause it's not, it's not, it's not hard to tell that he plays so much more, 
freely faster when he's playing on a wing than he is center. And I don't know if that's because he he has less responsibility as a winger than he does center. And I, it probably is that. And he's just thinking a lot less, and he's letting his skill and speed come into play a lot more. But like like you said, who 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 gives a fuck at this point? Like let him play wing, not center. Let him play wing where it's best for Morgan Frost for the rest of the season. And let's see what we have. Because I'm not going in, as much as I like him as a player, you can't go in the next year and be like, oh, Morgan Frosty, a 3C. Like, he, he might not be a fucking NHL center. That's not saying he might not be a pretty good top six winger. Because I, I, I do think he he could be because he has the skill. I mean, the skill is out. Uh, the skill is awesome. I mean, the kid has fucking hands. Fucking hockey IQ. The vision with this kid is awesome. I mean, his assist to Giroux. I mean, people were like, it was a tap. It was no, no, like no, dude. Like shut the fuck up. That was a play that like Drew makes, bro. And like, like you said, they waited till fucking Ryan was packing bags. Ryan Drew was packing Drew Gavin and the other sons' bags with, and, and, until they played with this kid. And then I look. Then I thought about it. Didn't he play with Drew against the Rangers and they scored on that line too? I mean, during that game as well. Yeah, he scored right. Didn't Frost score that game? Yeah, and then I think they played together against San Jose, and. I think I think he scored again there, but I just what the fuck is this? Like this team has nothing but to blame themselves for this season. Uh, I, I understand injuries happen, but I mean I'm not going to take that as an excuse. I, I I really don't care. If you're going to point to the fact that Hayes, I mean I understand Ryan Ellis was out, Couturier, and yeah, but good teams find a way to 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 overcome that kind of thing, and they suck. Like they they generally are a very bad team. So I'm interested to see what Chuck does and how he. How are you going to try to turn this around, dude? Because, like you said, I mean, I how could you sit here and have any kind of confidence that he's going to do that? After seeing this trade, which, I mean, it's not a terrible trade. I'm not going to say it was awful because the more and more I'm sitting here and, and thinking about it, it's not, like, the worst fucking return. But, I mean, it's not good either. So, I'm kind of in the middle. Maybe it's going to take a little bit of time for me to, uh, to kind of process it. Yeah. But It's not even about the return on the trade. It's just... You're losing Claude Giroux, and you're selling me on the fact that we're going to be better. I mean, you have to make big changes to get better. Like, you just lost your your captain. Best player, by far. Yeah, I mean, it's it sucks, dude. I mean, it's, like I said, I don't think it's going to hit us until we, like, stop hitting record because we recorded so fast. We... We planned to do the pod before the trade even happened. And then I'm sitting down as soon as I get home from work. I'm eating pizza. I mean, I didn't even put the pizza in my mouth yet. And I get the, I think the, the Savarly tweet about, like, they're finalizing a Giroud trade. I'm like, damn, dude. They couldn't even wait until, like, tomorrow to do this. Like, Giroud's getting traded away two days before the trade deadline. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, I can't wait. Not can't wait, but I... Can't wait to go on fucking cat friendly and not see his name there. It's gonna be the probably one of the weirdest things in the world. But like you said, even though we retained half the salary, we open up a couple of some cap space. Uh, JVR needs to be in ASU Stadium fucking by June, by July. Like he needs to be playing in front of college kids in an Arizona Coyote jersey, or I'm gonna be fucking mad. They have openly admitted that they they are going to take on contracts next year. Because they don't have any current... Ro- I mean, they have, like, what, six current roster guys under contract or something like that. I think it's six or eight. Uh, they have openly admitted 
that they are going to be taking on money and term. So Chuck Fletcher, if he's not fucking fired by them, which he won't be because his his job is secure, Chuck Fletcher needs to get on the phone and and, and run another ghost trade. Run it. Give up fucking give up a couple picks and get absolutely nothing back. I don't give a fuck. Get JVR the fuck off my team. Get him out. He needs to get out. I, like you said, I do not want to sit there and watch a Jerulis Flyers team while 25 is still coasting. JVR is still fucking skating circles around the ice, dude. He decides when he wants to be physical. He decides when he wants to fucking skate fast, dude. This I I, I can't stand JVR. He needs to go. And like, like JVR really outlived Drew on the Flyers. <laughs> it's like disgusting. That, that's what I just keep coming back to. Like the year, the year he is twenty twenty two. Fifteen years after JVR was drafted, and he's still he's here, and Drew's not. Yeah. That's crazy. don't remind me, bro. Please. The, another thing I want to say: the Flyers must have liked Owen Tippett. Owen, for, for him Tippett. to just be like the main foe. Like I mean, he was like the main talking point for the last two weeks. I mean, it's so clear. Like I don't know. I, I can't wait to watch him, I guess. Because Can we the talk Flyers about... clearly wanted him. Clearly. Can we talk... I mean, I know people on this pod are not going to have any idea what we're talking about because we did not have this pod when we were 17 years old. But I I, I kind of want to run everybody through what... Uh, why Owen Tippett is so funny to me and Danny. Back in 2017, me and Danny were 17 years old, just graduated high school. We were down senior week. I think it was the last night of senior week, Danny, was the draft. We had all had our Flyers gear on, right? Yeah, I believe so. So, we're, I mean, like, before that, we had, we, we would always make jokes about, could you imagine, if the like, wouldn't it really be a Flyers-type thing to do than to tell Nolan Patrick or Nikki Okishir to go fuck themselves and then draft Owen Tippett? Uh, me and Danny had a running joke for, like, three to four months about this guy being a, a, a Flyer, and now... And now he is. <laughs> and now he and now, is. Now, now, Claude Giroux, my personal favorite all-time athlete. Got traded ever. for him, essentially, for, no, for for him, straight up, essentially. Like you said, because that 2024 pick could essentially get backtracked to a fucking 2025 pick. So we're not going to even see that, that pick. pick. And that pick can fuck off. I mean, honestly. I don't care. Like, remi- <laughs> remind me that summer. Remind me... <laughs> yeah, two summers from now. Yeah, two summers from now. Remind me, we have that pick. I might be like, yeah, that's cool, but I, I, I don't give. Use it in a trade. Package it with JVR yeah, to fucking yeah. Arizona or something. Like, who gives a nah, fuck a point, about actually. that pick, dude? That's a good point. Actually, I've, I've been sitting here just so angry. I, I didn't even think to think of that. It, it is a good asset to use, especially Definitely. if their plan is to. If that aggressively if that's cool. his plan is to use this to free up cap space, then I'm all in. Then I'm in. Then it, it, it's a smart move, and I will delete my fire Chuck Fletcher tweet. <laughs> but it's just the heat of the moment stuff, man. Come on, I'm a Flyers fan. No, but... no, do not delete that tweet. Bro. Chuck Fletcher. <laughs> no, I'm just. I will never delete that tweet. Since he's been here, he's given you nothing but misery. Uh, honestly, like I, I've said it multiple times, his trades that like, this past offseason weren't even that bad. Like the Atkinson trade, that's a dub. That's a W. I love that trade. I'm doing that trade ten times out of ten. The Ryan Ellis trade is a good trade. He just. Not fucking Chuck Fletcher's fault that Ryan Ellis literally disappeared for fucking the rep, played five games and then decided to just dip. I mean, that's not his fault, but. Yeah, I know, but he also signed a defenseman <laughs> to a no movement clause that cannot be benched, yet at the oh same time moves like a tortoise. So, I. 
Yeah, I mean, I Keith, Keith Yandel fucking sucks. The fact no, that, that we're signing is fucking terrible. And he outlived Giroux. <laughs> yeah, he's been here for one year. <laughs> no, he, still, he didn't anyone. I don't give a fuck, dude. It's 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 crazy to me. Like, there better not be passes given out. Is my point of saying JVR, TK. I'm bringing these names up because, I mean, if you're gonna end this era, send the guys out who made it end early. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Just the way I feel. Uh, no, I, I I can't sit here. Look, like I said on the last pod, I genuinely wish that me and you would disagree on something so we'd have like a back and forth but they need to get rid of JVR 100% they need to listen about Travis connecting I'm not saying trade him but I'm saying my fucking phones are on I will listen to your tr- talks about Travis connecting I'm not trading Provorov unless I'm getting a king's ransom back and then I'm gonna go back on the wrist aligner thing what I said to you probably a couple of nights ago Risto Linen was 100% getting more than 5.1 on the open market. Now, I have all these people bitching about 5.1. He was 100%. Me and you know it. The people who hate the signing know it. The people who like the signing know it. He was 100% not... He was getting more than 5.1. So, other teams see him locked up for 5.1 until 2026-2027. You're telling me he still can't be traded? Oh, I mean, he can absolutely be traded. I mean, so I don't, I don't, I don't understand what people are, are, are. I mean, I understand some people are upset about, about the five point one, but if other teams were willing to give him more than five point one, why wouldn't they be willing to trade for him with a five point? I mean, that that's a win in their book. They're like, hey, we were going to give him fucking six more than six point three. That's even more attractive now that he's five point one. I mean, there there are teams that were going to do that. You can't convince me otherwise. So, like I said, Provorov, King's Ransom, risk the line, and I'm not trading away for nothing, but I'll listen to him. Uh, and then Sandheim. I mean, I, I've seen Sandheim thrown around the timeline a lot, especially the fact that he's playing better hockey lately. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, Knault and Sealer, they're gone. Uh, Keith Yandel is gone. I mean, I, wouldn't be, I would be surprised if he didn't waive his no-move clause and get, and get traded for, like, a sixth-round pick. With maybe with Broussard or something, but Broussard's gone too. Um, JVR has got to get traded by the fucking by the summer. Attach a first round pick to him to twenty. I don't I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. I, maybe if that actually happens and then they do trade away a twenty twenty four first round pick just to get rid of JVR, I'd be a little bit upset. But um, maybe like a third, maybe a second in like twenty twenty four. Like let's reach down in our duffel bag and and pull out a 2024 second round pick to get rid of this guy but you need to you need to free up that cap space you need to try to trade this guy away without retaining anything i know it's going to be hard but maybe arizona will listen maybe arizona will take on that contract they did it with ghost and we'll see if he gets moved this this uh this trade deadline to a playoff team who's looking for like a third pairing defenseman that can quarterback a power play maybe cuz he's been playing well this year as uh some certain Flyers beat writer has made it very apparent that he's yeah, evidently clear. I mean, yeah. every time him or Ryan Hartman score, it's I I feel like I'm being screamed at, <laughs> as if I'm the GM and I traded though. I mean, it's... I mean the Ryan Hartman thing is like, all right, dude. He was traded, wasn't he traded for yeah, Tyler Pitlick, who was a like a fan favorite? <laughs> dude, the Wild are good. Like he plays very with good. good players, man. He 
Imagine him on a line with Mayhew, because that's where he'd be here. I mean, uh, 100%, bro. Is a part of you, because, like, me, much like a, like, like how you can't keep your eyes, like, you don't want to see a car crash, but you can't keep your eyes off of it. Like, I'm excited to see this shell of a lineup the rest of the way. (laughs) I'm I'm excited just to see what kind of, like, dog shit combinations (laughs) Yo comes up with. And, like, puts the, at the very least, I hope I could just see the kids play with some free leash. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't understand I, that's why. I, now. I don't understand why they wouldn't be playing with the free leash for the last month. Like this team's going nowhere. We've called it. We we've said it before with Yo. Like he's a walking dead man. Like he's not going to be back as the coach. Like come <laughs> you see on. His quote. His quote was like, because uh, he didn't play Giroux at the end of the Predators game, and he was disgrace. Like, he's like, let's be honest. I would have been an interim to an interim head coach if I played Drew and risked him getting injured. And I'm like, dude, you already are, man. Yeah, what are you talking like, about, bro? You're not coming know. back. You are an interim to an interim interim, bro. I mean, I mean, you haven't done anything right. My favorite thing about the whole Yo situation was him lighting the team up a couple nights ago and then coming back the morning after and being like, what I said. Like, he was like a toddler apologizing to his fucking mom for telling her to go fuck herself. Like, he he's literally... Like, he's like, I crossed the line. I crossed. I crossed the, no, you didn't, dude. That was the one time this year where I respected what came out of your mouth. You called this team out for what they are. You basically sat there and said, this fucking team sucks. So yeah. I like... I, I, I He said veterans will sit. Yeah, I respected you for like six hours, bro. And then I woke up to you taking it all back because you got called into the principal's office by Chuck Fletcher and Dave Scott. Dave Scott's sitting there picking his fucking nose while Chuck Fletcher's like, yo, dude, you can't be sitting JVR and Broussard and Yandel because I have to try to trade these guys away. And he was like, yes, Daddy Fletcher. Whatever you say, Daddy Fletcher, because I am your puppet. And then you are Dave Scott's puppet. And Dave Scott has no idea what the fuck he's doing. So, I mean, this is great, bro. We want to blame the organization. We want to blame Yo. We want to blame JVR. Let's start from the let's start from the fucking top. Let's start with Dave Scott, who has no idea what he's doing up top. The dude has literally admitted that he hires these analytical people. He hires, quote-unquote, hockey people around him because he doesn't know hockey that well. And the people that he hires fucking suck. They fucking blow. And he, so like, what are we doing? He their job to... To no end. Like, I still can't get over. I mean, listen, I'm not asking him to go out in front of the media and be like, I may fire Chuck tomorrow. But the, it, something didn't sit well with me. The, the way he's scheduled to go in front of the media, he brings Chuck with him. And it's almost like it was them versus the media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're in it together. This is my guy. We're going to take on all the hard questions together. You're my guy. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, Because he doesn't know what, he, he doesn't know he, what the he fuck he's doing. He hasn't earned that. He hasn't fucking earned that. I mean, for the last two years, I've been giving him the benefit of the doubt of, of COVID, shortened seasons, this, that, and the other. I mean, we had an 82-game season where we could pack the building. Other teams are going through exactly what we were going through. Like, there is nothing... There was nothing like special that happened to us that that hindered this. Like our team just wasn't built for the the, the no. big stage, like Chuck Fletcher thought it was. And I will agree with you when you say the like because you were talking about the Keith Yandel signing. Chuck's trades haven't been awful, but his his signings to try to find a third like a left a number three left handed uh, defenseman on the third pair has been brutal. I mean, what it started with Eric Gustafson. And then it's going to end with fucking Keith Yandel. I mean, those two signings are probably one of the worst signings that he's he's made. Honestly. I mean, he's 0 for 2 trying to... I mean, and then he has York, his guy. His number one fucking pick is the Flyers GM just sitting there in the AHL. And he locks Keith Yandel up 
no move clause. I know it's only $800,000, but we all knew when this signing happened that he wasn't going to get benched. And we all knew that he wasn't, he was a former shell of himself. I'm, like, I'm not sitting here trying to shit on the guy. I'm sure he's a great dude. I'm sure he's fun in the locker room. I heard he's one of the funniest guys in the NHL. But I mean, like, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, this guy isn't good. Like, he can't skate anymore. He gets blown by. I mean, we were, we were on the power play the other night against Ottawa. And this guy gets blown by while we're on the power play. And they, I forget who it was. I don't, I, I don't think it was Brown. I think it was somebody else. Some guy who I don't even know who the fuck he is on Ottawa. Completely blows by him on the right wing. And then gets an extremely good scoring chance on, I think it was Jones. Honestly, I didn't watch too much of that game last night. I couldn't. I mean, I turned it off. It's just a brutal, brutal hockey game. Nobody, nobody played well. So I don't know why Yo's sitting there after the game talking about how Frost played an, uh, an okay game. Like, dude, the entire team fucking sucks, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, you're you're calling this fucking 22-year-old kid out who, granted, hasn't been amazing this year. We saw the chemistry he has with G on the wing, but then G gets traded a fucking three days later. I, I don't understand. Like, the, the accountability is selected. That you have a selective terrible. accountability. How about you go rim fucking uh, Keith Yandel up for being fucking trash? How about you go call JVR out for skating circles, dude? Like what are you like? What are we fucking talking about, man? Dude, the beginning of the season, they justified not playing Frost by saying like they're being patient. They want what's best for them. And just a day ago, I have these motherfuckers telling me that yes, we know he's better at wing. He played. Even though our team is is so bad, top five in the lottery, he's better at wing, and he hasn't had the best year development-wise, and he really could use some confidence, some some backing, some leash from the coaching staff. And they go, nah, we're just going to keep him at center, the position we know that he's less comfortable with because we need centers. For what? Yeah. I, I, I it, That bothers me. It really fucking bothers me because all year they paint all these decisions as... Well, he's a big part of our future. We want what's best for him. Well, then what what are we doing this whole center thing for if you know he's better at wing? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no answers for you. Like you said, they they, they contradict themselves the entire time. They One moment, it's what's best for him. Then the next moment, it's like, hey, we know what's best for him, but we don't have this. Like, okay, I understand Lawton is still in concussion protocols, and I do hope he gets better. I mean, that, that shit was brutal. Um, did not look good. Honestly, one of the weirdest and most ugliest hits I've ever seen. Um, glad he's not more hurt than he is, but still, concussion sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I generally don't know. Obviously, getting Couturier back, who's only twenty nine, he'll be thirty next year, is is good. You'll get a healthy Kevin Hayes, who's been playing a lot better next year. Scott Lawton is a guy that on a good team. I mean, you've always talked about it. Like, yes, I know he can jump up into the lineup, but on a good hockey team, Scott Lawton is a fourth liner, and he's a good fourth liner at that. And that's not trying to say he's bad or anything. On a hockey, on, on on a good playoff hockey team, Scott Lawton is playing either center or he's playing wing, and that's just that's that's the bottom line. So they need to go out. It, it, Chuck needs to go out if it's if it's still him, which it will be, and find a diamond in the rough three C this year, because you're not going to depend on Morgan Frost. It better not be Scott Lawton. You need to go out there. You need to find a diamond in the rough three C for like two three million, and and we and then run it. You know See, what I mean? that right there, he cannot do. He's been trying to do that for years. 3C I know, I know. is the one thing that has evaded him. I watched as the New York Islanders went out and got Pajot, a real 3C, and we sat back and Chuck said, you know what, this team earned the right for me to go out at the deadline and pick somebody up. And he goes and he gets Nate Thompson and Derek fucking Grant. 
Two guys who in the bubble later on down the year roadblocked Frost from getting any playing time in the bubble. And not not to sound like keep harping on this Frost thing, but the, it's the best example of how incompetent this fucking team is. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I the trade deadline 2020. Could also point Nate at Thompson, York too. Derek Grant. This team has earned the right for me. He made those moves just to make them. Just to say this team has earned the right for me to make a move. I'm going to go. I, Ridiculous. Nah, you remember I, that? I remember being at work when he traded for I think it was I think it was it was it was Grant first, right? And then Thompson followed. And I was just like, alright, dude, I, I would have liked to like an actual skilled center. The way and, he was talking, yeah, we were excited. We were like, Oh my god, we're we're for once. I've been a fan of this team for so long. Yes, yes, in March. We're gonna go out and get a, a new fun toy that we're gonna tune in and watch games with and no. No, <laughs> maybe this is just the optimist optimist in me, but Danny, I'm excited to see Owen Tippett, bro. I really am. I really nah, I mean, am. Me man. too. Of course, I'm excited. I really to see am. Owen Tippett because, like, I mean, I'm I'm seeing people. Another ginger. I, I saw comparisons. Actually, it's funny. I saw comparisons to Wade Allison. Yeah, so, like uh, we'll see. better Wade Allison who who can yeah, actually I mean, stay. We'll Did you see he got hurt stay. again? Uh, when. The last game he played, apparently he blocked a shot and then went to the bench. I don't know if he ever returned to it, but he was wasn't feeling good. Apparently, I think Tony was tweeting about it. Now, I, I'm not even talking about the game where he cut his hand and he missed some time. Oh, God, dude, I, it's, I like, got, I, it's like, bad. I hate to say this, but dude, that 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 shit is essentially a scheduled tweet at this point. No, it is not. Nah, like he's what 24 now. He'll be 25 next year. But yeah. he's also the, that kind of player that will trade away because he just can't stay healthy and then age 25 to like 31 he'll stay healthy and be like a fucking 25 plus goal scorer huge piece to a are you ready for that are you ready for that and i do think if 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 wade allison could stay healthy and actually like play with nhl players and play up there he would be a fan favorite dude and I'm talking like I would probably wind up buying his jersey. Just the way he plays the game. I mean, me oh, and you absolutely. talked about it. The way he, sometimes the way he plays game, play the game makes me cringe sometimes because he just like is so loose with his body. He's like so willing to toss his body into a, and it's awesome. That's that's how I play hockey. That's how I want my Philadelphia Flyers to play hockey. But it also worries me because, dude, like what you've been doing, the way you play, don't like dial it back a notch. Stop throwing your body around as much as you do because obviously you can't keep up with it. And I don't want to call him injury prone because the fucking cut on the hand is just that's 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 just wacky. The the sprain MCL. I mean, we watched the video. I mean, what the fuck is that? That's just weird. But I mean, like dial it back, bro. The way you play is a little much. But you can't ask a player like that to dial it back. It, it, it's you know what I mean. Like he's he, just the yeah, way he exactly. plays hockey. That's what we yeah. That's what we love him for. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what his, his issue is, Vic. I don't like know. Like you said, I feel like it's a, a string of just terrible luck. Terrible. Awful. Like, I mean, I Forrester, to too. I it up to bad luck, but when, when, when you mix in, like, left knee with the right knee, with the wrist, with the shoulder, then it's, like, it's just bad luck. I mean, like, we always make, like, people will make jokes, like, a guy's made of glass. Like, I mean, come on, that's just bad fucking luck. Yeah, no, that's bad. No, for sure. It's 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 really bad, and I and I do wind up. I do hope he gets called up soon. If he's not hurt right now, I kind of forget if he is hurt. But if he's not, I would like to see him. What get number does up. Owen Tippett wear? Stumps. Right now with with Florida. Yeah. Seventy four. Okay. I do like that. I hope he wears yeah, that with right. us. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I want to see him on, on online too. And I and I want to see Bobby Brink very soon. So give me your uh give me York, give me Frost, give me Faraby, give me Owen Tippett, give me Brink, and maybe the yes. bitching will stop. Maybe let's the bitching yes. will stop. Let, let, let's fuck around and have some fun. That's what I'm let's saying, bro. We're it. in the fucking we're the fifth worst team in the fucking NHL right now, bro. And and, and then we have Yo trying to send messages. We have Yo taking back what he said. We need centers. We we need centers. I take back what I said. I was a little too hard on the guys. No, you weren't, dude. No, you weren't. They show up for a night and then they take the next night off. We saw it fucking and I understand it was Drew's big night on on on, on Thursday. And then they came back and they played on Friday, yesterday. And yeah, they're humans. They're not fucking machines. So obviously, I mean, they're going to be tired. They traveled all the way to fucking Ottawa from Philly after having a night like that. I get it. But they fucking suck. So they deserve to get called out. And he really got called in into the principal's office and got yelled at. And then had to go out to the media publicly and apologize. That's fucking hysterical, dude. That's so funny. Because if it's me, I'm sitting there like, no, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not going back there and apologizing. I don't give a... Who, who are you showcasing, Chuck? Who are you showcasing? Keith Yandel? You're showing, you're showing the NHL he can't skate anymore? Broussard? When he's been healthy, he's been good. But, I mean, like, we're not getting anything more than a fifth-round pick from him, dude. Who are you showcasing, That showcasing dog? stuff is, is such a crock of bullshit. It's, I, I, I don't understand. Who are you showcasing? I mean, like, we've talked about it at length. Like, at this point in the NHL, if if you are a member, if you work for an NHL organization and you don't know Keith Yandel and Derek Broussard and what they bring <laughs> to the table by now, then, like, you got to fucking go. I mean, like, what what is there to showcase? There's nothing. That That's what I'm saying. So, Yo coming back that day and basically apologizing for, for what he said about the team is is so fucking weird to me. It's so weird. And now Gary Mayhew, who was a fan favorite like a month ago, got placed on waivers. Ryan Fitzgerald has also been loaned to the Phantoms because he got put on waivers, I think. So, I mean, like, they're making room in the AHL with Forrester and everything. So, I I fully expect, not not fully expect, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh, I want Tippett? Yeah, let's, 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 let's send you down to the AHL, bud. Because they put Fitzgerald on waivers yesterday, and then they... They sent Forrester down to the Barry Colts, the OHL. And I'm sure he's still hurt, but that's just a paper transaction kind of move. So, there's room in the AHL, Danny. That's all I got to say. There, There's a spot in the AHL. There's now a spot in the NHL with Mayhew being on waivers because that's essentially if he gets if he gets uh, freed up tomorrow, we'll find out in the morning, he'll probably be sent down to the NHL. I mean, AHL. So, we'll see. We'll see what they do with Owen. Um, I know Owen's been with the – I think he's been in the AHL for the last couple of games, for the last couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken. I'll go check in his AHL stats right now. Hold up. But, yeah. While you're doing that, to my point about, like, let's just get wacky with it and uh, the power play. Let's oh get wild. Like, let's just get wild with the power – I don't want to see a bo- – Kevin Hayes with Atkinson connect. Give me a, a wild power play with the kids on it. <laughs> I mean, it, if it's not like because Kevin Hayes has been playing a lot better lately. Like if if you want the first power play unit to be like like Fairby on one wall, Hayes on the other wall, with like Ratcliffe up up front, Konechny in the slot, or Atkinson in the slot with York 
or Sandheim in the back, and then the second power play unit can be literal all kids. Like, York at the point, Frost on a wall, fucking Tippett on the other wall, uh, Konechny or Atkinson in the slot, and then, like, anybody. I mean, JVR probably, because they, they, they have to play him on the power play, because he's JVR, and he scores power play goals. So... Yeah, I mean, if, if if it's a second power play unit of, like, Frost, fucking, Frost, Tippett, Konechny, York on the back end with, like, JVR in front, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm tuning in the game, so you're giving me a reason to watch. They're a bottom five team right now. Give me something to get excited about. Keith Yandel is still getting thrown out on that first power play unit, and I cannot figure out why for the life of me. Like, I'm, I'm generally sitting there, I'm like, all right, let me take... Let me take a step back. Is Keith Yandel better than I think he is? Am I just sitting here trying to be a dick? And I don't, Danny, it's not it. That's not it, bro. Because I watched him get blown by by a guy where I don't even know his fucking name. The dude cannot skate in the NHL anymore, bro. He can't skate. He's not good. There's a re. I, I just there's a reason why he has no. He, it's a reason why he signed a no move clause because he was like, I'm trash, and they're gonna want to move my ass, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a stopgap to that. That's uh, that's what it is, dude. Because he's fucking brutal. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You can call me... I don't know. You can say whatever you want. But Keith Yandel's not a good hockey player anymore. He was. He was an awesome hockey player. He was a quarterback one. Uh, a QB one fucking guy on the power play. But, I mean, he's not it anymore, man. He, he's really not. I hope a team takes him for, like, a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. But, like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But, uh... Before you start talking... Uh, Owen Tippett, 6 goals, 12 assists, 18 points in 12 AHL games with the Charlotte Checkers this year. So, 18 points in 12 games with them. So, yeah. Kind of like the whole, like, Frost Fairby thing. Like, what else do you want him to do in the AHL? He's putting up points, so it's time to go watch him. Yeah, that, that might have... Yeah, the Panthers are so stacked. So, like, he might have just been the odd man out type deal. You know what I'm saying? There's no... Like, it sounds like he should be put in a position to succeed. Like, new environment... Uh, no expectation for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. He should be getting NHL playing time. So, hey, definitely we, excited to see him. Hey, we have another guy who can shoot the puck. Like, he can rip the puck. He really can. So, I'm excited to have a guy who's not afraid to shoot it uh, and, and, and will pass a prime scoring chance up. So, that's a good thing. Um, do you want to get into the questions real quick? Because we have, like, six of them just to, just to go over Yep, let's throw it to the partner. The Liberty Yell is now the official partner of Park Sportsbook. New users sign up today using code Liberty Yell and get a risk-free bet up to $500. And when you deposit $25, it really helps the boys out. That's Liberty Yell, all one word. So if you think you have a lock on a game tonight, why not have some risk-free insurance? Thank you once again to Park Sportsbook and back to the action. And we are back with the mailbag, kicking it off with the one, the only, who we always kick it off with. My man's bleed orange and black um how many this was on thursday how many beers gonna be flowing tonight they already flew what was y'all's first memory of g so he said what was your first memory of g and what was your favorite memory of g and why was it when he leveled crosby in the playoffs (laughs) lol jk for real though what's your favorite memory of the captain you can go if you want my first one that's interesting right because you have to keep in mind, like, my first couple of memories of Giroux, I'm, I'm very young. <laughs> very. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there was games where Giroux played in the beginning of his career, and I just had no acknowledgement of it because I was, <laughs> like, eight years old. So, but if I'd say, like, the first time I've ever been like, wow, who was this Giroux guy? Like, it recognized his name probably forever. I think was the shootout 
to get into the playoffs. Yeah. In the 2010 playoff. Yeah, because um, It was so long ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember watching that with my dad one night and um, just how cool of a moment that was, seeing how emotional he was to see the Flyers getting the playoffs off of a shootout and to have Giroux be a guy who scored the goal to get them there after Briere scored. I think that was awesome. But my favorite memory of G... Now, obviously, Giroux has his, his big ones, right? He has his the, the Game 3 Stanley Cup Finals goal. He has the laying out Crosby. Since we follow the Flyers deeply, I'm not going to pick one of these obvious ones. Yeah, because it wasn't I either. feel like those are everyone's favorites. My favorite memory of G is, and I had to go back and look it up, and I'm going to tweet out the video of it probably, is 2013, I, th- I believe it was the 13-14 season, beginning of the year, we're down 3 nothing to the Columbus Blue Jackets in the third period. And Giroux has a four-point third period. We end up winning 5-4. And he has two goals, two assists in the third period. And he scores the game-winning goal with a minute left in the third. That was the crazy backhand oh my God. goal that he had where yeah. the puck yeah, bounced out in front to him. And he like posted a guy up and turned around, backhanded as he was falling. Absolutely I'm, I'm going to post it. But that game was when I was like, holy shit. Because that was during his MVP-like year. I mean, that was one of the best goals I think I've ever seen that hit him score, honestly. Either that one or the and we one were against... three nothing, and he had four points, dude, yeah. in that period to win 5-4. Insane. insane. Absolutely insane. Either that one or the shootout goal against Toronto was one of his one of the most disgusting goals I've ever seen him score. I remember Jim Jackson was like, just sick move from Claude Giroux. Just like a great call and everything like that. But my first memory of G would probably... I, I vividly remember his making his NHL debut. I remember being like eight, nine years old and him playing in Ottawa. I vividly remember. Like obviously, I had very little knowledge of who he was, but uh, I do remember that. that. That's like one of my first memories of G in the number 56 jersey, looking like a 12-year-old. Uh, so I, I do remember that. So that's probably my first memory of him. Yeah, see, like I've probably watched, but I, I don't. I vividly I don't remember have... it. I don't yeah, even remember see, the I game. I'm, I'm not surprised, you know, bro. We were fucking eight, nine, eight, yeah, fucking eight, seven, eight years old. By then, man, I was a huge like Gagne guy. I really Fuck. was. Like all eyes were on Gagne. Like I loved watching him. And like Danny said, I, I I could easily pick the Stanley Cup final overtime goal. I can easily pick him blowing up Crosby and then scoring seconds later. I'm gonna go a little bit off the road here, and I'm sure you'll remember this one. It was I want to say 2011, the first game against Boston. Flyers are on the power play. Pronger comes up the ice, feeds Drew in the middle. He makes a couple of dekes, kicks it to a skate, and then like gets decked into the goalie and scores. Yeah, it gets clotheslined by the post, mm-hmm. dude. I was like, is he okay? Yeah. First of all, is he okay? Second of all, ew. Like, ew. What the fuck? Like, that was disgusting. And that was like a kind of a kickstart of that amazing season with him, Hartnell, and Yager on a line together. So. That's that's one of my favorite Drew memories because I remember just being like, damn, like Chris Pronger feeding him with Yarmir Yager next to him. Like, this is a fun-ass fucking team with 23-year-old, 22-year-old Claude Giroux next to him. It was an extremely fun time to be a Flyers fan. So that's probably my um, one of my favorite moments from G. I got, I got a question for you. Hmm. What was your favorite Claude Giroux season? That's hard. Uh, it is hard. I mean, probably a season where he fucking lost the MVP award despite having more points than everybody else that was nominated for the award. I mean, he was a different breed that, that year. Or 
or the year with Yager. I mean, in the year with Yager, I think that that showed everybody that if you put an elite guy next to Claude Giroux, then he's going to he's going to be fucking amazing. And I think that's like one of the most that's like one of the reasons why I'm so upset with the whole Flyers have never put an actual team around this guy because like they did they put a 40 something year old Yager next to him who's still elite at the time and he did what he did. So, uh, but either that year or the MVP year because MVP year was about 2013, 2014, I think. Uh, I believe I think personally he had two. I believe thirteen, fourteen, and seventeen, eighteen. The seventeen, eighteen one losing that to Taylor Hall. Yeah, it was rub, disgusting. Rubs me the wrong way. But thirteen, fourteen is my favorite Claude Giroux season. And I was thinking about it more and more. Like I, I always the thought it was the eleven point season. <laughs> I always thought it was the eleven twelve season. But it's it's because no, but he started so slow that season. That's why I loved it. He's he didn't score a goal until Thanksgiving that season yeah 13, I remember 14. That. we started one and seven we fired peter laviolette it was complete turmoil in that locker room and he guaranteed i remember him guaranteeing to the media no we're, he was pissed too he was like we're gonna make the playoffs this year basically telling carcidi stop bitching get out of my face <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking loved it he was like one and seven we're gonna make the playoffs this year doesn't score a goal for the first month of the year and then tears tears the league up the rest of the year i mean that, that blackhawks miracle delivered goal jim jackson with that call yeah, just the, the, the four point game against the columbus he dragged that team to the playoffs to that game seven against the rangers and that was that was the true carry i mean 17 18 that team sucked for sure yeah bad and that was a carry but i felt like 13 14 was a was a carry Thirty-four goals, sixty-eight assists, one hundred and two points on a shitty team. That MVP yeah. year. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, either so twenty eleven year, the twenty thirteen twenty fourteen year, or the twenty seventeen twenty eighteen MVP year is probably like one of my favorite years from him. Honestly, I mean, he's he's such a fun player to watch. He's been he he did nothing but give his entire heart to the city. He's been here since he was eighteen years old. So I mean, I'm sure it's. I mean, we saw how emotional it was for him, for the fans, for the organization. All of that, so it just sucks, bro. Thank you, Drew. Honestly, yeah. bro. Thank Another you for the memories. That meant a lot to me, but it was very minor. Was the lockout year? See, the lockout year drove me insane as a kid. I was watching highlights all the time. All Bad. I wanted was hockey to come, especially after that Penguin series. I was my thirteen-year-old self was just itching for hockey to come back. I really wanted to see that team play again. Drew gets named captain. The lockout ends. They, they, the Flyers held that open practice that was, like, sold out. Like, the fans packed the, You would never see that now. We could barely pack the building for a freaking Rangers game. It's oh, crazy. Wow. Sad. The open practice. Giroux addresses the fans. He's like, because he's the new captain. He's like, thank you, guys. And then he comes out game one after the lockout, pots that goal against the Penguins. We ended up losing. But I remember him scoring, fist pumping the crowd. And I was just like, we're fucking back. Giroux's captain. We're fucking back. Didn't he feed Hartnell that game, too? Like I bad. think it was Hart- Hartnell fed him. Hard to fed him, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all uh, blurry because the last time the Flyers were actually like kind of good, it was like almost ten years ago. So sad. Yep. And like Giroux is the reason why all of us, and even I'm sure people listening to this podcast, stuck through those dark years. Like that was the reason yeah. to watch. Like yes, yes, we were an eighth seed, middling team that was so frustrating to watch. But didn't Giroux dance the lightning that one time? Like he always gave you something to fucking watch, man. Yeah, that overtime Some... goal against Boston a couple years ago. Yeah, he always gives you something, something to like 
that stadium series game yeah. that year was completely lost but he, he gave us something man like, an that iconic should, that moment mean something absolutely I mean, he's been like i said i just i want to sound cheesy or anything but seriously like the dude was my childhood growing up like started he came into the league at eight, eight as 18 year old 19 year old and he was drafted in what 07 i believe so 06 06 damn First round in 06, then yeah. JVR was first 22nd round. 22nd overall in 26, first round. Doesn't doesn't play. He plays two games in 20, uh, 2007, uh, 2007 and 2008, plays two games. Then 2008-2009 was his uh, 42 games he played. And I've done nothing but grow up with him, bro, honestly. Like, just the memories that he's made for me. Um, honestly. Yeah, like, his look, professionalism, man. Like, all the years that we were bad. Yeah, you never heard anything like bad about him. He never went to the media and sold out a team. Talk shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing. No leaks. Anything. Are you talking about just a true professional? Say what you said on text. Say what you said on text the other day. Like, if there's no, like Drew, then like there's I possibly don't like possibly don't care about this team. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because without Drew, like this team was completely miserable. Without Drew, there's probably no the Liberty L. There's probably I probably I mean I said I think I said it best through text I probably like hockey instead of loving it I probably look at it as like that sport oh they throw hits they fight that's cool to watch but I probably am not as fully invested in the sport as I am if there is no Claude Giroux because when he came into the league and took over and got the captaincy laid out Crosby bounced the Penguins got the cover of NHL 13 like that was a perfect storm that you just kind of had to like be there for and it was kind of special to grow up and idolize it look look at it like a yeah like in an idol sort of way like i looked up to him kind of oh absolutely whereas i'm sure there's some people in the fan base who are like older than i am yeah and like they're glad he's gone but it's nah this means something this is the end of an era whether whatever you want to think about claude Giroux. absolutely we uh, we have a couple more questions right absolutely Absolutely, but before we get into the last question, I just wanted to say Drew's quote, where he said his final quote to the media about the Flyers fans. Mm-hmm. He said, "I I get them, they get me. I love them." I mean, that's just that's so perfect. I it's so short, but it, it it's true. Like we we got him, man. He gave it all for us, like the fist pumps in the playoffs, like the the clutch goals. He never like overly celebrated when he didn't need. He he knew. He knew this fucking market. Hold on, I'm gonna read your text real quick. Ready? So without Drew, I definitely don't become mesmerized by the 2012 playoff series. I don't spend the lockout watching 38 Drew highlight packs. I don't spend all those days with Devin trying to mimic his moves. I don't spend the last 10 years itching just to get back what made me love it. We possibly don't start the podcast without Drew. I probably only like hockey instead of loving it. It hurts. Should it should have been able to do more with them. Uh, perfectly said. It's just. It sucks, dude. Yeah, because that the thought of Giroux winning a cup at Philadelphia and cementing his legacy is something that I held on to until today. Is something I I mean, even though the rumors were out the last couple of weeks, there's there's always a part of me that was like, nah, no way, he gets it done here. Like this ends with Giroux, like this ends fairy tale. I don't give a fuck. Like I, this is gonna end fairy tale. Giroux is gonna get his cup, his send off, and there's gonna be no more captain mediocrity there's gonna be no more of that and um yeah today is just fucking hit dude it hit different in a bad way it really did bro it sucks um 
It's end of yeah, an era for sure. Uh, Royce Cipher says, if you would have told me before the season that the Flyers would be one of the worst teams in the league and trading G before the deadline, I would have laughed in your face. I totally agree with you. Perfectly said. That's what hurts about this season. I came on this pod. We came on this podcast in July, August. Said, let's fucking go. It's time. This is it. It's all built to this moment and to have to have the collapse, the the acceptance of losing, the lack of accountability, the way that we had it, this the the spiral down to irrelevancy is insane xboxing the stars says when does the pain end see now i laughed to this question and honestly other like previous podcasts like a couple of months ago i probably would have just laughed it off but genuinely Kristen, i don't know i don't, I, know. I don't know when the pain is going to end because like you they, like danny just said like almost five minutes ago despite having shitty seasons drew would always be that like sliver of light Always be that guy, despite being a trash team, would give it his all, would be dancing Tampa Bay, would be doing these crazy things. But now we don't have that anymore. Now it's going to be a Jerulis Flyers, which I, I still can't even comprehend in my head. It's going to be the weirdest thing, not seeing him on the roster, not seeing him on the ice. Like, tomorrow's going to be weird. Like, the Ottawa game was one We thing, called but- that. So sorry to cut you off, but we called that. We were like, he's he's going to get traded, and we're going to play an ugly 2, two o'clock game against the Islanders without Giroux. We we said that almost a month ago, because we looked at the schedule together. We Dude, said, I am oddly do you remember that for this game? I do. Yeah, you you said it. You were like Drew's gonna be gone before that Islanders game, and we're gonna play the ugly ass Islanders who you hate, who you've always hated since we were kids. And we're gonna play that fucking team without Drew, and he's not a healthy scratch. He's fucking gone. Yeah, that game's gonna be ugly for sure. But Fuck in a weird in a weird way, I'm kind of excited to see. It. I want to see how bad. It is. I want to see I them would... come out like fucking mad, bro. Like our play this year uh, got our captain traded away. Yeah, I, I mean, come I'm, out I'm down for that. Come out I'm mad. Give me a four nothing win, dude. Come out fucking mad, dude. That your captain's now a Florida Panther, dude. Well, watch TK hit the net now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> TK. We went an entire pod. We went seventy three minutes without talking about that fuck. Besides, besides, besides me trade. listening to trade <laughs> offers about him. Fuck the fight. I can't stand that guy either. And, but, Even like, though- that's the way it has to be. I mean, like, how can anybody sit back and watch what has happened this year? That that this do people realize this shouldn't have happened? No, nah, like, this Dr- is the Dr- worst Drew- case. Yeah, in a perfect world, Drew does not go. In a perfect world, Drew never ever puts on another fucking uniform. That's a damn disgrace. No, and you're that's right. on the Philadelphia Flyers. On the Flyers, 100%. And, like, I got to sit here, as much as I love J.J., J.J.'s my favorite. And, J.J., it's more, it's more Keith Jones than it is J.J. Like, oh, Konechny's been looking better lately. He's, he, he's getting the chances. He's just not scoring. I don't give a fuck. We're not talking about, like, a 21, 22-year-old kid here. Like, this kid, this guy's twenty, almost 25 years old. And he's shown us before that he can score goals. And I understand that, like, guys go on these, like, weird streaks where they don't score. But, like, this guy consistently misses the net. Consistently misses the net. Hits glass. Doesn't do anything. I mean, yeah, he, he I mean, he just, he's eh to me. I mean, at this point, he's eh. I'm, I'm not training away for nothing because I still think he's, he's, he's a good player. He's okay. But I don't think he's what I thought he was. Those first 24 goal seasons. I know he scored 24 goals and then he came back with another 24 goal season. And then we just haven't seen that guy since. So just wanted to throw that out there. I'm just so tired of hearing the national media being like, oh, but he's playing better. He's he's getting the shots. I, I don't give a fuck. Score goals, dude. Hit the fucking net. 
Like, yeah, I guess I just don't like the way it, I feel like he at times just checks out when he wants to. I don't know. Yeah, I've I don't... compared that element to another player that was here before. <laughs> I made the um, comparison with uh, not the not, not talking about baseball, even though the Phillies have now jumped the Flyers as relevancy in the city of Philadelphia, yeah, especially especially That's with Drew. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I'd rather watch a spring training game right now. Not even That's close crazy. either. That's not even close. Especially the the first spring training game where they play like most of the starting lineup to get them. Yeah, yeah. Some when games. is that? When is that? I know the first televised game was today, and we won. Uh, JT had an RBI. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, like the normal lineup without mm-hmm. Schwarber and uh, Castellanos. Right? Let's go, dude. Yeah, that's so dude, the, fun. The Phillies have now jumped the oh, fire. Oh, not even close crazy. either. Like they, 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 the union might be over the Flyers at this point. Oh, no, that's for sure. They, like, no, they have to seriously. The union are successful. I saw that one guy on Ted uh, uh, on, on Twitter. His name's Ted. He's like a Flyers yeah. guy. You know what I'm talking about, right? Shout out Ted. That guy Ted. I think it was, I th- think right. that's his name. Yeah, something like that. I think he's like a redhead. Um, and he made a really good point. Like I know some people give him a shit because he's like kind of an analytic guy, but I mean, he he was like, Chuck Fletcher's trying to sell us on an aggressive rebuild, and like while that's cool and all, do like do you know how many things like he he's going to have to have the best. That, that's off what I'm season saying. of all time. Listen, this team wasn't enough with Claude Giroux in it. We're, we subtracted Claude Giroux, and now you're telling me we're going to have a better product. You need to put together a Game 7 Michael Jordan offseason, Chuck Fletcher. 100%, dude. Because like, you, you didn't get back anybody that could possibly be like hell. I mean, Tippett's going to be cool. We'll see how he plays out. But like I said, we're not going to see that pick that we got for Claude Giroux potentially till 2025. And even then, I don't have any confidence because I doubt Chuck Fletcher is going to be the GM when we make that pick. So I am hoping that he's using that pick as leverage in another trade. I know I brought that up like almost 30 minutes ago, but I, mean, I, th- I hope that's the plan. I hope I, I really do. I hope, like, if, if, if that's a part of the aggressive rebuild, was you just like get, let me like let me get a first? I don't care what year it is. Let me get a first, and I'll use that somewhere else. Then like okay, okay, I'm 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 listening. But I mean, if if the plan was to just get the pick and and play Owen Tippett as if he's like a, a thirty goal scorer, we just got back from from Florida for G. Then like I and then like, it's a bust. The the trade's a bust. Like, I mean, German Rabustov, who's a complete bust. I mean, can we talk about that real quick? That guy. I remember that draft being like, who do we get? Who who did we try to like outsmart to get German Rabustov? Yeah, that was one of them picks where you're like, all right. <laughs> I'll go with it. I hope he's good. And he's just Even not. Twenty second we overall. Texting each other like, all right. Twenty second overall in twenty sixteen, we drafted uh, German Rubustov. And you want to, Danny? Do you want to hear the the player? And also, we traded the eighteenth pick away that year. So we had the eighteenth pick, and then we traded down to second twenty uh, second. Oh yeah, we love doing that. <laughs> the Flyers love a good trade back. <laughs> I mean, like Tage Thompson is an okay player. Uh, Max Jones is pretty good. Trent Frederick for Boston went after Sam Steele. Uh, Tyler Benson, Jordan Cairo went thirty-five overall, thirty-fifth overall. I don't know what I said thirty-five. Alex DeBrincat went thirty-nine. I mean, I can keep going, but I'm not going to. But it's just. 
just, just so many drafts have been just busts. Now we're now we're adding first round picks into like dumps and trades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy that he ended up being like a <laughs> he ended up getting traded with Claude Giroux as a backup with Connor Bonneman. It's just it's so sad. He's a throw in, yeah. Him and Bonneman are just some salary work and throw ins. We still got a couple more questions. Yep, Jacuzzi. This was probably before the G trade was announced. Is there any return for G we would actually be happy with? Yes, there were there was some. Yeah. Tippett Tippett and one of them other prospects would have been cool. Maybe a pick. Would have been perfectly fine with that. Tip Just it. getting Tippett in a pick four years from now or three years from now, it, it doesn't get me going. Yeah, I still think it's 2021 too, dude. You're good. But no, like, if it was uh, Tippett or like like I said, I don't want to butcher their names, uh, Sam Oskevich and then or Denisenko, I want to say. If it was one of those, then like, okay, my ears are open. But like Danny said, it's it's Owen Tippett and then a, a first round draft pick that's three years away. So potentially three years away. So we'll see. We'll I mean, we'll see. One of those that we just mentioned would have been cool, but I mean come on, it's Chuck Fletcher here we're talking about. Come on. Tyler Wilhelm says he's the second greatest flyer of all time. Talk that shit. I agree with you. There's no and you know what? I, I was going to come on this podcast and put together like a little one last defense for Claude Giroux. I, I don't feel like I need to. I'm at peace now. I don't feel like I need to defend his legacy. If you don't see what he brought to the city, I can't help you. I'm sorry. Zach Attack. Does he come back in free agency? Now, you don't ever want to bank on this. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, if, I'm, I'm, if I had to put my money on it, go, or gun to my head, yes or no, I'm saying yes. Yeah, I am too, and I'm and I'm usually that guy that would be like, people always throw that kind of scenario out, and I'm like, when does that ever really happen? But I mean, this is this is a scenario where it actually it might happen. I mean, Claude Drew loves this city so much, and if, if the Panthers get bounced first round, why the fuck would we want to resign there? So, like, if they get bounced first round. And then Chuck makes a couple of little nice moves that could potentially get Drew interested. Then maybe we'll see. We'll see if if, if he tries to come back with like a little hometown discount because I know he don't give a fuck about money. He don't give a fuck about personal stats. He wants to win a cup. So if he comes back and signs like a three year deal worth like maybe four million, three point five. I mean I know that's wishful thinking and probably wouldn't happen. He'd probably get a little bit more than that. But we'll see. We'll see. Like Danny said, gun to my head. Fucking AK-47 to my head. Desert Eagle to my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do. Thinking, yeah, because yeah. one, like I said, if he would have went to Colorado, Colorado had some success. Like, that's a good market. Great GM. Great players on that team. I'm not saying Florida doesn't have these things. But, like, Florida, as we know, isn't the most passionate fan base. And they're clearly going for it when now aggressively they're they're gonna have bigger issues to fry than being able like Claude Giroux is the luxury that they're able to afford this season. I don't think he will they will be able to afford him going down the line, and I also don't think his interest for them will be there. But we'll see. What do I know? If but I think if Chuck Fletcher went out and made proper moves to get this team back into a spot where Giroux could could be convinced that this team could be a winner, I do think he will come back. We'll but see. I'm not gonna sit here and like 
it's going to happen like have my hopes up for it. Oh, I'm yeah, operating can. as if I've, I've I've just watched the last game of Giroud as a Philadelphia Flyer and if he does come back then it will be some awesome moment for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. That might be it, Danny. That might be it. That is it. It is. So uh, we will be Panthers fans for now on. <laughs> and I hope Giroux can uh, right some wrongs and when's touch the, up that legacy a little bit. When's the next Panther game? I'm about to look. Do That's your do your outro while we do that. <laughs> well, this was a very dark and grim episode <laughs> of the Liberty Yell, and I'm sure the next 10 to 15 ones will be just as dark and grim. So follow us on Twitter at the Liberty Yell, at TLY Danny, at Chris Stumps. Florida doesn't play until the 24th in Montreal, so go Floor. Go Panthers.